You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, no baseball. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Listen App. Only baseball could screw this whole thing up. NBA, uh, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford has canceled the first two series of the regular season. How about that? So they met last night into the wee hours of the morning, extended the deadline until 5 o'clock today, And the players unanimously said no to baseball's latest proposal. What a disaster. Seriously. And and how embarrassing is this? And how awful tone deaf is Major League Baseball? Really? Again, the Players Association leaders, again, it was unanimous not to accept the final proposal by Major League Baseball. So... Goodbye to opening day. Goodbye to the first series. Goodbye to the second series. And after nine days of negotiating, nothing happened. Rob Manfred said no agreement is possible until at least Thursday. Yeah, you think? Awful. And by the way, I think I speak for a lot of people. I don't care what the numbers are. I don't care what the issues are. It makes absolutely no difference to me. I don't care. And I think I speak for the vast majority of people. I don't care what the minimum salary is. I, I, I don't care about the luxury tax. You know, don't care. What I care about is the fact that your sport can't even figure out how to split up billions of dollars. What a bad look. You know, with everything going on in the world, we got Major League Baseball who can't figure out how to get on the field and play games. How brutal is that? If you have any thoughts on that, I want to hear from you. You hit your hand icon and let me know what you think about today's inability to strike a deal one day after the deadline. They extended the deadline until 5 o'clock Eastern today. Obviously, all for naught. So if you were opening day on March 31st, think again. It's not happening. All right. You know, I've talked a lot about this the last couple of days. And I did a rant on this. And I, I think I led the podcast or the, uh, the show yesterday on this. Dan Milstein is an agent for a lot of National Hockey League players The vast majority of them are Russian-born players. He said today to ESPN that his clients are experiencing, quote, disturbing levels of harassment. How about this? He said this today to ESPN. The discrimination and racism these Russian and Belarusian players are facing right now is remarkable. We're being set back 30 years. I have players calling me, parents calling me. They're concerned whether they'll be able to play, whether they'll be safe. Milstein, or maybe Milstein, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, was born in Ukraine and immigrated to the United States at age 16 and 91 as a political refugee. He's now a U.S. citizen, 
He represents more than 75% of the NHL players from Russia and Belarus. All right? And, I mean, he uh, the star of the Lightning, Nikita Kucherov, he represents him. Uh, Vasilevsky from the Islanders, their goalie, Andre Vasilevsky, is a client of his. Ila Sorkin is a client of his. And I can go on and on. Some of his clients, like Nikita Sodorov, has spoken out and posted a no war message to Instagram. He's already, I'm talking about Sodorov, is experiencing repercussions from speaking out, including nasty messages on his account. Milstein said this. While some of my clients can speak freely in the safety of being in North America, their family could be scrutinized back home and anything could happen. I'm a proud American, so I ask, let's come together united. My own childhood home is being bombed as I speak to my friends back home. I haven't slept in six days because this is such a difficult time, but people are picking on the wrong crowd. I can speak on behalf of my clients. They want world peace like everybody else. They're not being treated like that. He said one of his clients was yelled to get back to your country and was called a Nazi, among other words. He said clients are being called Nazis. People are wishing that they are dead. These are human beings. These are hockey players. These are guys contributing to our society, paying millions of dollars in taxes to support the U.S. and Canada and doing all kinds of charity work back home. Stop looking at them as aggressors. Stop being racist. A freaking men. It's exactly what I said yesterday. A freaking men. And I came down hard on the former goaltender Dominic Hasek from the Czech Republic, talking about how the NHL needs to suspend the Russian players. I said this yesterday. You know, the Russian players don't have anything to do with the invasion of Ukraine. And I'm so glad that Dan Milstein has come out and spoken up on this. It needs to be talked about. Awful. Absolutely terrible. This is brutal. It really is. You know what else is awful? The minor leagues and some of the juniors, the USHL, and I'm not even sure, to be honest with you, what that stands for, and the CHL are considering, you ready for this, banning Russian players from being drafted next year. Something Milstein said would crush the dreams of these teenagers and potentially change the trajectory of their entire careers. Quote, I have several owners and general managers in those leagues telling me they disagree with it. But they are also telling me they can't say this publicly because of the fear of public opinion. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. How sad is it that Milstein has said that many hockey people, all right, are afraid to speak up. I'm talking about owners and general managers in the USHL and the CHL because the fear of public opinion. The CHL, by the way, is the Canadian Hockey League. Man. Unbelievable. This is an amazing uh, story here. One of Milstein's clients in the Canadian Hockey League is from Belarus. You ready for this? According to Milstein, that player was booed. Booed. By his own team in the locker room last week. The player brought the incident to the intention of the general manager. And then it happened again within the past 48 hours. People, quote, people need to be aware that this is going on, Milstein said. This is racism. And it needs to stop. You know what? 
You cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. Mitch Album, two summers ago, Detroit Free Press. I talked about this yesterday. What has happened to the Asian population in this country? Think about the attacks on our Asian citizens in the United States. Awful. Because of the coronavirus. Right? And I can go on and on. So now, Alex Ovechkin, who made a plea four days ago, saying no more war, and then comes out and gets ripped by Dominic Hasek, the former great goalie from the Czech Republic. OV said, quote, please, no more war. It doesn't matter who was in the war. Russia, Ukraine, different countries. We have to live in peace. He was asked whether he supports Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and he said, quote, I'm Russian, right? It's not something I can control. It's not in my hands. I hope it's going to end soon, and there's going to be peace in both countries. I don't control this one. Why is it that people think that the Russian citizens in the United States of America want war? Why do you think that the Russian citizens that are living currently in the United States want Russia to invade and take over Ukraine. OV said this, obviously it's a hard situation. I have a lot of friends in Russia and Ukraine, and it's hard to see the war. I hope soon it's going to be over, and there's going to be peace in the whole world. But of course, OV, who has been a supporter in the past of Vladimir Putin, is getting killed. And yet, he said it best. I have nothing to do with this. It's terrible. So, this is a, another developing story. Did you see the video last night in Lisbon, Portugal, of the soccer match, when they put the Ukrainian player in, and he got a standing ovation? From the fans in Lisbon, did you see the reaction on his face? His face started trembling. His eyes started filling up with tears. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? It was a great gesture by the fans at that soccer match. So if you want to talk about these issues, give me a call. Hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Jimmy Garoppolo. Surgery on his throwing shoulder will be out until summer. All right. You remember, he was also playing with an injured thumb, which, by the way, he does not have to have surgery. Garoppolo is expected to resume throwing sometime before the 4th of July. So here's a guy that continues to get killed playing with a shoulder that needed surgery, a thumb that was broken and had a torn ligament, and yet people just want to ignore that. It's just mind-boggling to me. And I, I'll tell you this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a prediction right now. If Trey Lance is the starting quarterback of the 49ers on opening day, I predict they miss the playoffs. I'm just making that prediction right now. I believe they would miss the playoffs. And I'm not saying that Trey Lance won't be good someday. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I believe here on March 1st that if he's your starting quarterback for the year, I believe the Niners will not be a playoff team. I really believe that. All right, if you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. Still just unfathomable to be some of the things that are going on in the world and the just how vile and mean some can be really amazing to me. It really is. 
And th- th- this attack on Russian athletes or Russian citizens in general in the United States is a really bad look in this country. It's terrible. And if you're one of those that are looking down on our Russian neighbors in our various communities across the country, you should be ashamed of yourself. You really should. You should be ashamed of yourself. All right, let's get to some phone calls here on this Tuesday on Listen Up, and we get to Jerry. Jerry, thank you so much. You'll start us off. How are you? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, Jerry. You know, I am just so sick and tired of this freaking baseball bullshit. I mean, you know yep. what I mean? These, these ownerships, these freaking players make millions and billions of, of dollars. And for us that are going from check to check, you know, you know what? Fuck baseball and fuck the owners. Have a good show, Grant. Thank you, Jerry. I think you said it very well. I said another nice thing about an app. You can speak freely. Just like we do on No Filter Network when I do a show with Sean Salisbury. And Jerry said it spot on. He's right on. And and I I agree with Jerry. I agree 100% with his comments. It's disgraceful. What what, what just a, a bad look. And with everything else that's going on, what a bad look for Major League Baseball that billionaires... And millionaires cannot get a deal. It's awful. It really is. Absolutely awful. I don't even know what else to say. Awful. I think Jerry said it best. I don't need to say anything else. All you got to do is listen to Jerry. All right, if you want to come on the program today, all you need to do is hit your hand icon, and I will be happy uh, to put you right on. All right, let's get to uh, Eli. Hello, Eli. You're next. Hey, Eli. Hey, Grant. <laughs> hey, hey, Eli. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so I can offer you a unique perspective on this um, on this Russian thing because my family actually immigrated from the Soviet Union in the early 90s. Okay. So I follow this pretty closely. Um, obviously, I'm strongly against the war and I'm strongly against Putin. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, the opinions are kind of varied among different people. Like some people support him and some people don't. And I'm wondering what your opinion is on in the sports world when you have certain folks like I believe it was Abramovich, one of the owners of the English soccer team that had to step aside. Or there's other examples in like music and sports where they ask folks point blank, hey, are you going to distance yourself from Putin? And they either don't do it or they say they support him and then they get in trouble at that point. Is that, I mean, do you think? Well, I don't, I, I don't think there's any problem with saying that you've supported somebody, but I do think it's a problem if you continue to support that person uh, like Putin uh, when he invades another country and for the reason. So I, I think it's fine to say that you support someone. In other words, um, and maybe this was not a great example to use, but I used it yesterday. I'm like, there are a lot of people that love Phil Mickelson and supported him, but are you still supporting Phil after the comments that he made that were released last week about Saudi Arabia? I mean, are are you still in his camp or do you acknowledge, you know what? I'm not, I'm not in the same way of thinking as Phil. His comments were egregious. They were damaging. They were hurtful and they're flat out wrong. And maybe I'm going to take a step back. So, you know, the reality is, and maybe you you could help me on this. You, you don't have to, I mean, look at all the people in America that hated Donald Trump. He was president for four years, right? He was the president of the United States, but he had half the country who hated him, not dislike him, hated him and wanted harm, wanted him to die. Okay. Think about that for a minute. And so, you know, are those bad people? You know, are there 70 million bad people in America that voted for Donald Trump in the last election? Does that mean 70 million people are horrible Americans? No, it doesn't. Okay, but in this case, with Vladimir Putin, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you were a supporter of his and you are still today, then I have a problem with that. That would bother me. Yeah, no, I think that's that was specifically what I was getting at is people that are they're asking folks about their views on him now and what he's doing now and they're still kind of refusing to, you know, condemn it or distance themselves from it. That's where you see people get sure. in trouble. 
I mean, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, I mean, let's not uh, let's not duck the issue here. It wasn't that long ago that Vladimir Putin and Russia hosted the Olympics in Sochi, right? So the yep. entire world, okay, the entire world showed up to Russia to Sochi for the Olympics, okay. and Vladimir Putin was the reason why the Olympics were in Sochi. The entire world showed up, so that means that the entire world was okay with Vladimir Putin. And what I mean okay, I mean, they, they it, I mean, it, let's face it, if the Olympics were coming up right now in Russia, every country in the world pretty much would boycott the Olympics. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I mean, well, they didn't, do, they didn't do that just, it wasn't that long ago when the Olympics were in Sochi. So, you know, I just used that as an example. And now, obviously, it would be a whole different story. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with this is um, specifically with athletes from Russia, you know, you could make an argument that um, if if we empower them to speak out louder, then that could potentially tilt the scales a little bit. You know, in other words, if the more prominent people you have in Russia that speak out against this, the more likely it is that something can actually happen. Okay, but you're 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 missing and 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 feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm -hmm. You're missing a very key element to what you just said. The athletes in this country have family members back in Russia, their moms, their dads, their family members. And you have to be very careful what you say as a Russian citizen living outside of the country when you have loved ones that are in the country. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true. You're right. I mean, if Alex Ovechkin comes out and, you know, uh, for whatever reason, and he's already condemned the war, but if he goes further and rips Putin, and I, you know, I'm using this as an example, this, what, are, are, are his loved ones, are his mom and dad safe in Russia? Are his family members safe in Russia if he does that? I mean, you know, look at Enos Cantor and what he went through and his father in Turkey, you know, so you got to be, this is not just simple. Well, gee, you need to have Russian athletes and prominent Russian people in America come out and speak against Vladimir Putin. Ah, you know what? Uh, If you got loved ones back home, you know, you, 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 you got to be somewhat, I would think careful how you phrase it again. Alex Ovechkin came right out and said, he's against the war. He wants peace. He's got friends in both Russia and Ukraine, uh, but it's not, he didn't, it's not his decision. And you know what? It's not his decision. Yeah, of course I agree. And I, I don't think people should be going after him, right? You know, he's definitely done his part. It's just interesting conversation for folks that are in Russia or other because I'm not aware that, you know, I, I don't know to what extent they've gone after Russian athletes in Russia or their families. That's an interesting point. Um, Would we know, fun. though? Would we even know? Yeah, maybe we wouldn't. But no, I, I agree with you completely that the xenophobia and stuff is ridiculous. We should definitely not be tolerating any of that. So It's terrible. I mean, it's it's despicable. It's um, it's absolutely awful. Uh, and, and, and it's going to get worse. I'm afraid as this war continues, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert on this, but I'm using common sense. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Of course. Yeah. Emotions are going to keep running high. Unfortunately. Do you believe, and it's just, do you believe that Putin wants the Soviet union back that that's his goal to have that region of the world be the way it used to be? Um, certainly parts of it. Yeah. I don't know about the whole thing. You know, it's not going to be an exact replica, but that's exactly what's going on in Ukraine. And I think that there's other former Soviet republics that he's got on his radar as well. So I I do think that's, um, kind of accurate. Well, I really appreciate the phone call as always. Thanks, Grant. Thank you, Eli. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, again, you, you know, it's one thing to come out and say you want peace and you're against the war. If you're Alex Ovechkin, it's another thing to come out and publicly rip Vladimir Putin to shreds when your family is living in that country. You know, it's, it's I mean, think about that for a minute. All right. Think about that. All right, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about baseball? What's going on around the world? Uh, Anything else that you want to talk about, uh, we will uh, do it. Next week, Mike Pereira, the NFL on Fox, will join me. Uh, We're going to talk some college basketball with a guy guy that I absolutely love, uh, Aaron Torres. Um, You know, I had him on my show, oh, I want to say six or seven years ago. And he was one of the best guests that I had. And he, I think he's just as knowledgeable as anybody when it comes when it comes to college uh, basketball and really college football. Uh, he's with Fox Sports Radio, and you know he's got a podcast. And so I am going to uh, talk with him, and I believe that episode will drop uh, a week from today on Tuesday. So. We'll talk to him after, you know, really after this weekend, the top six teams in college basketball lost. I mean, it was a remarkable weekend that we just saw. And this is the final week of the regular season. And then you get the conference play. It's championship week coming up. So a lot of things uh, to talk about with Aaron Torres. He had a very interesting tweet that he put out an hour ago. He put Rob Manford about to cancel regular season games, which he has. Adam Silver, NBA ratings are tanking. Roger Goodell, the NFL is somehow getting more popular and had record ratings this year. Yet Twitter tells me Goodell is the worst of them. As always, never listen to the Twitter consensus. That's a very interesting tweet. That Aaron Torres put out. I'm going to ask him about that when I have him on my podcast next week. It's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Are you into uh, college basketball? What are your thoughts? Because the re- the reason why I say that is, you know, we very rarely get calls on college basketball. Even when I did the show in Sacramento, even on the Jim Rome show, you know, I I, I really. Very rarely we get calls on college basketball. So, but we, I mean, we're going to talk about it because it is relevant. Uh, championship week is coming up. And real quickly, if you want to have fun, check out Super Draft. And I really mean that. A lot of free play. Plus, you can build up your team. You can really make a, a revenue stream. You can have an, another source of income. But you can have fun. Again, you don't, you know, I, I play every day. And I play the free entry. It's great. And if you want more information, just check out the video, grant.windthistime.com. And again, you're going to have a blast coming up with college basketball. Grant.windthistime.com. Watch the video. Uh, I'll get notified, and then I'll reach out to you uh, if you are interested. So we got that coming up on uh, next Tuesday. Uh, Trying to get uh, a date down. For Jack Youngblood, the Hall of Famer from the Rams, Mike Pereira is going to be coming on with me, I think, a week from Friday. So we'll talk to Mike about a variety of things. I'm going to talk to him about what happened in the Super Bowl with the face mask Higgins on Ramsey that should have been called and it wasn't. If there's a way we can fix that, I'm going to talk to him about why we have such a problem with officials in this country wanting to be officials. We'll do that and a lot more. He's also very good friends with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. 
I'm going to get his take on that. So all of that's coming up with Mike Pereira. And I believe, I think I'm going to, I think Mike's coming on uh, next Friday or the week after. But I'll give you plenty of notice on that. All right. If you want to get in on the program today, uh, I would love to hear from you. So we've already had a couple good calls. And again, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will get you right on. It is as simple as that. And when I put you up on stage with me, you have to hit your microphone icon. It's that simple. All right. Some people still do not understand that when I put you up on stage with me, you got to hit that microphone icon like John, who's been on with me many a times, but John's probably searching for his helmet and only has one hand available. So I'll put him back in the audience. And then when he decides that he's going to hit his microphone icon, I'll be more than happy to put him on with me. And we can talk to one of my favorite callers, John. All right, John, go ahead. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Doing all right, Grant. You wouldn't believe it, but I pocket dialed you. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? Okay, well, now you now you haven't pocket dialed me. Now you're wrong with me. What can I do for you? This is the second time. This happened uh, last week, one time or another. And I wow. heard your name calling John. John, I'm like, what the heck? I was unloading my tools, and I just had my phone in my pocket. I'm like, what, what, what? So I had to give you a call back. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, How about baseball? Can you believe these people? Uh, They can't come up with a deal, and the first two series of the year have been canceled. I can't believe it, and especially after it seemed like yesterday stuff was seeming like it was going so promising for a while, but and now it just just hits another brick wall. It's terrible, isn't it? I'm just sick of saying I'm sick of the commish. I'm sick of saying it. I'm not going to say it anymore, but I'm sick of the commissioner. It's awful, isn't it? Yep. Well, listen, you have a good evening, all right? I always uh, enjoy hearing from you. Stay safe, okay? And another thing, Alan Ovechkin, that guy should be condemned. He should be put on a pedestal for just even even saying anything aloud while his family's back back in Russia. So so I got to give him got to give him a few props there. John, take care, buddy. Thanks for calling. All right, talk to you soon, Grant. Yep. All right. Uh, Again. All you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you on. Let's move along to some other callers, and it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you this afternoon? Good, Grant. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Hey, uh, well, I listened to your rant. I thought that was pretty good this morning about everything's locked up in the Walgreens. Oh, it's unbelievable. As you know, know, here in California, the, the great liberal state, especially in San Francisco, I don't know if you heard, they closed about 20 Walgreens because these guys go in there with shopping bags and just load up everything and up to like $900. One guy has a calculator. The other one has the black shopping bag and they just walk out because uh, they don't prosecute them for uh, shoplifting up to a certain amount. Hey, listen, I was in San Francisco Thanksgiving week. I was there the night after Louis Vuitton was ransacked, okay, in Union Square, all right, and that, okay, that, uh, uh, I mean, literally, just completely ransacked, and yeah. then a couple of other stores, and then the next day, I'm walking by, and they're boarding up the store. This is the week of Black Friday, the biggest shopping day of the year, and Union Square is being boarded up. I mean, it's just awful. It's just brutal. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyways, my other uh, take was, did you see Stephen A. Smith uh, uh, sticking up for LeBron being booed and saying that, that he should never be booed? He, they brought you a, he's brought you a chip. and all, well, How can you boo LeBron James? Well, hell, I, I, I sent him a thing back because uh, he's on my Facebook. I said, if he plays crappy, he deserves to be booed. I mean, him and Westbrook had all those turnovers. It's the fans' right to boo. Hey, listen, I, I have no problem with LeBron or anyone else being booed. And with some of the performances that they've had this year, if I were a fan of that team, I'd be booing too. Absolutely. I don't. I don't know what. They, I mean, Stephen A. Stephen A. gets on my nerves sometimes with the his the double. Well, that's his job. His job is to get you on his on on your nerves, and his his job is to get you to watch so that the network can justify paying him his eight to ten million a year. 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you, that's exactly what his job is. You're talking about him, so he's already succeeded for you to be talking about him. That's just how it works. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. All right, well, you take it easy, and thank you. Thank Look you. forward to listening to your No, no Filtered with uh, Sean. Yep, you take care. Bye-bye. All right, uh, if you want to come on the program today, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will be very happy to do it. Again, the big news today, the uh, Players Association of Major League Baseball says no to the offer put on the table by MLB, and the first two series of the year have been canceled. They have been canceled, not postponed, canceled. Brutal, isn't it? Absolutely brutal. All right, we're going to get to Andy. Andy, you got to hit your microphone icon And then once you do, uh, you'll be able to talk to me. All right. So I'm going to put you back in the audience so you can figure that. Oh, there you go. Andy. Well, Andy, raise your hand again. You just figured it out. Raise your hand and I'll put you right back up on stage. There you go. One, two, three, four. And okay. Now we got Andy. Andy, go ahead. You're on with Grant Napier on Listen Up. How are you? I'm not doing too bad, Grant. Just wanted to chime in on the whole uh, MLB thing. And, uh, you know, it's really too bad because I was, I've was i been a diehard A's fan my whole life. And uh, what really set me off was uh, when Manford uh, moved the uh, All-Star game. And, yep, uh, that was awful. The stupidity of that, it's, it's just it's irredeemable. I don't know how they're going to get people like me back. But uh, I could care less about the, them not playing a game this year. Well, the best thing the best thing about that was that the Atlanta Braves ended up in the World Series and won the World Series to kind of stick it to Manfred in baseball. I thought that was the best. I actually was rooting for the Braves in the playoffs for that very reason, uh, because the people of that city, the people that lost a fortune because baseball moved the All-Star game out of Georgia, they got exactly what they deserved. I was so happy when the Braves got the World Series uh, and they had the three games and the big parade. I thought that was awesome. Absolutely. Anyway, I appreciate you, Grant. Uh, Love listening to you every day. Andy, thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate that. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was a disgrace. Seriously. What what, what an embarrassment. Uh, You you know, just cave into the political and the woke mob. Yeah, we're going to move. We're going to move the game to an area that actually had, if if you're talking about the issues, had worse voting right issues, worse, worse than Atlanta, Georgia, and the state of Georgia. Yeah, let's move the game out of Georgia. That's great. Let's take, you know, let, let's go and screw the hard workers of Atlanta, many of whom, by the way, are people of color who were depending on the revenue from their restaurants, their bars, the parking, the usher, the, the hotels. I mean, can I stop uh, the taxis, the Ubers? Let's screw them over. Let, let's, let's, let's take the people of Atlanta, Georgia. And, of course, I'm well aware that the stadium is now on the outskirts of Atlanta. So, you know, but it's still Atlanta. Let's screw them over. Let's, let's take people that have already suffered enough with their businesses because of the pandemic, and let's take the All-Star game away from them. That's a great move. It's embarrassing. I was so happy to see the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. I thought it was great. You know, Rob Manfred caving in to the woke mob and the absurd pressure. You know, and yet the World Series ends up in Atlanta and Major League Baseball is promoting the World Series like it's the greatest event on on Earth. Really? Just a couple of months ago, you didn't want baseball in Atlanta. You, you, You didn't want to celebrate it. You didn't want to celebrate Hank Aaron. No, you were going to move the game out. Then the Braves make the World Series, and I see, you know, the the, the great state of Georgia with the World Series. What a joke. Seriously. You know, and, and then it, it's just the hypocrisy of this is disgraceful. It really is disgraceful. Uh, what else are you going to say? It's absolutely awful. No other way around it. Terrible. Yeah, but 
Well, I can go on and on. Really. But go ahead. Have the Masters in Augusta. No one says a word. But, yeah, Rob Manfred's going to take baseball out of Atlanta, Georgia, the All-Star game. You know what? Rob Manfred got exactly what he deserved. He had to sit and watch the Atlanta Braves win the World Series in a city that he didn't want a game played in July. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Go ahead, cave into the woke mob and move the game out of Atlanta. Screw over the people that need the revenue the most. That's right. Screw over the people that you're supposed to be trying to help in the first place. Yeah, you're really helping them. You're taking people that have suffered from the pandemic, that need the revenue desperately, and you're taking an event that would have brought millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to the city of Atlanta, and you're saying, screw you. Goodbye. What a disgrace. So you know what? Screw baseball. Good. I hope they stay out for a couple of months. Deserves them right. And and I say that without in any way, shape, or form coming down on the people that need the revenue. I don't want to be contradicting myself here. I, I do feel terrible for the folks right now in spring training sites that are losing a fortune that depend on this income. Again, have been hurt the last couple of years because of the pandemic and no fans in the stands, and we can go on and on. It's terrible. Baseball should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves, period. And when I mean baseball, I mean everyone. Even though in this particular instance, I'm in line with the players. The headline in the New York Post MLB cancels games with no new deal in baseball disaster. You know what? It is a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. Rob Manford, quote, we worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. You didn't work hard enough. You did not work hard enough. All right? Period. Unbelievable. And did you see did you see the picture of Manford today in Jupiter, Florida? Practicing his golf swing? Waiting for the talks? Really, Rob Manford is practicing his golf swing as he's waiting. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I mean, I don't even know what to say here. Major League Baseball, before they presented their final offer, said this, quote, they couldn't make us a CBT offer last night, so we agreed to extend the deadline to exhaust every option. But the Major League Baseball Players Association had a decidedly different tone today and made proposals inconsistent with the prior discussion. Hmm. Good luck. Good luck. What a, what a joke. Yeah, baseball has no one to blame but themselves here. How long have they known this was going to go on? Brutal. And I'm I'm not absolving the players here. Everyone's in this. You've got billionaires and millionaires not able to come to terms on a deal. Screw them. Seriously. You know, as Jerry said a little while ago, he's spot on. Absolutely spot on. All right. Hey, I want to hear from you. We've had some good calls today. Keep it coming. All you got to do is hit your hand icon. Raise your hand. Uh, And we will do this. Talking about the Russian hockey players in the National Hockey League and what they're dealing with. You've got Rob Manford announcing that the first two series of the regular season are canceled, not postponed, canceled. So I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. 
What I do know is I don't expect an agreement anytime soon. That's what I do believe. I don't believe that there's going to be an agreement for a while. I really don't. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. Other news, I told you about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to have shoulder surgery. Should be throwing by the summer. Uh, Bruce Arians today at the Combine in Indianapolis spoke out on Tom Brady. And he said about Tom, that door is never closed. Whenever Tom wants to come back, he's back. If Tom wants to come back, we'll have plenty of money for him. But he basically also said, don't expect Tom Brady to just say he wants to go play somewhere else. And we're just going to say, oh, yeah, sure. You know? I mean, that's not happening. Bruce Arians, by the way, said that Brady had slammed the door shut when he talked to him. Quote, I think, like a lot of these guys, he likes to have his name out there. Arian said this, every time I met with him, he felt fantastic. I kept asking him, how do you feel? How do you feel? He said, it's the best I felt in 10 years. After week 16, the way he was playing, I had myself convinced he was coming back. Then when we talked, I understood everything about it. Who knows? You know? Who knows? All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand. And we will do it. You know, if Garoppolo does not end up staying in San Francisco, and I would believe that he won't, where do you think his best chance is? Like, where do you think he would? I, I was talking with Sean Salisbury about this today. I think the best place for him to go would be Tennessee. I think he would be perfect with Tennessee. Now, they've already committed to Tannehill, but I think if you had Garoppolo in Tennessee, they'd be right up there. I know you could say, well, gee, they were up there last year. They were the number one seed. Well, you saw how bad Tannehill looked in the playoffs, right? He was horrible against Cincinnati. The problem with going to the AFC, if you're Garoppolo, is you got to go against Mahomes. You got to go against Burrow. You got to go against Allen. You got to go against Herbert, right? So, you know, if you're Garoppolo, you know, you're trying to get back to the big show. Maybe your best chance is to go to the NFC. And if you're looking at the NFC and the teams right now, you know, Tampa is probably one of those teams that you could probably have a lot of success because the division's terrible. Panthers stink. Falcons stink, right? I mean, Saints aren't going to be very good. You know, you go to Tampa, you got a great chance of winning the division, having a home game, and then who knows, maybe you end up back in the Super Bowl. So to me, if I'm if I'm Garoppolo, I'm looking to go to an NFC team. I think the AFC is just too darn tough. Too darn tough. Uh, speaking of the combine, it's going – I've said this for years and years and years. The scouting combine in Indianapolis has got to be the biggest waste of time and the biggest waste of money in sports, maybe other than the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. What a waste of money, seriously. I mean, and, and you know, maybe the NBA Summer League is not a waste of money because they make a lot of money. So being a waste of money maybe is not the right way to say it. Maybe I should say it. It's the biggest waste of time. Maybe that makes more sense. It is. It's just a joke. I've always, it, but the, the, the scouting combine is ridiculous. It's, you want to talk about just a joke. What, what, you let, yeah, let's get guys walking around and running around in their shorts and their T-shirts for a couple of days. Yeah, that's great. What, what, just ridiculous. Really is. All right. Uh, if you want to uh, hear more on that, I had a great conversation about that today with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network. Uh, it's up on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that with Grant Napier, it's also uh, on my favorite podcast platform. So we're your favorite podcast platform, not my favorite podcast platform. So you can check it out. I've posted it already. Uh, today's conversation with Sean Salisbury. The video portion obviously is on YouTube and the audio is on the aforementioned places that you can find it. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls here with Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? 
I'm doing well. How about yourself, Grant? Good, Jeff. What's going on? So, after your rant about the uh, lost revenue for the cities and the businesses that need it, this is going to come off of the as the insensitive take of the the year, probably. But I'm going to say it anyways. Um, baseball situation, I love it. And the reason I love it is because I want baseball to change. Baseball doesn't work in 2022, period. And this is coming from a guy who, if you know Sacramento, you know baseball, and you've been around the Elk Grove area, if you've heard the last name Lewis, it's a pretty big baseball family, okay? I come from a big baseball family. I love baseball. Major League Baseball doesn't work in 2022. It's impossible to watch. Impossible. I, I'm a nerd to begin with. I'm an accountant and I love numbers. And so I had to figure out how much time does it actually take to watch an entire MLB regular season? 522 hours. Let me ask you this. If I put you in charge of baseball and I said, Jeff, whatever you decide is going to happen, what would you do to change the game? Your baseball fans on this show will hate me, but there's a few things. <laughs> And the first thing I do is I cut the season in half. And I think that alone would fix it. You ask my brother, he says, let all the guys take steroids and that would fix it alone. You keep the uh, 162 games. But um, my first take is cut the season in half. There's too much, too much to watch. It's impossible to keep up with every game. And when you have that many games, each individual game ultimately doesn't matter to the outcome at the end. Nobody pays attention until the last month of the season rolls around. You're like, hey, where are the A's at? Oh, they're doing great. So they're going to lose the first round of the playoffs like always. So I don't really have to pay attention. But now I can start. The well, Devil's Advocate would say it sure it sure meant a lot last year with the Dodgers and the Giants as they were, you know, dominating baseball and they were separated, what, by a game at the end of the year and one team had to play in the wild card and the other team didn't. So, But I, I understand your premise. What about the actual way the game is played, the shift, the launch angle, the number of strikeouts, the number of pitchers, the length of the game? The games take sometimes three and a half, four hours. What about those aspects of the game? I'm not going to – so I don't have enough solutions thought up. I haven't spent enough time thinking it up. I don't want to give you any because I, I, all I know is I love the game. Like going out and playing baseball is still one of those things that brings the most nostalgia to my life. Going out and being on the grass, being on the field, hitting balls, have that leather on my hands, being able to make that smell just comes to you as soon as you think about it. Look, there's nostalgia there. I would love to watch baseball. Football takes 50 hours to watch an entire season versus 500. You can watch, I can, I can pay attention to football. I can't do it to baseball. And so I, I don't want to, I don't want to profess like I'm an expert at all of these things that you're talking about, because I just don't watch it enough to know how to fix it. I know it needs a fix. And so watching, I, I know this is not going to be the, the result, the, the conclusion to what's going on is not going to be a change to the game. I know that. Because well, there's, they're, all they're talking is dollars and cents, and you got millionaires fighting with billionaires, just like you said, about right. dollars and cents. I think the worst thing that happened to baseball was analytics. I think it's ruined the game. And I really mean ruined the game. I think analytics, uh, and it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. You know, it's interesting. I brought that up to Dusty Baker when I had Dusty on the podcast uh, a little more than a year ago. And he said, you know, we've always had numbers. We've always had the book. Uh, but now the analytics are ridiculous. That's why you have the shift. That's why you don't have pitchers going past the sixth inning. That's why you have so many strikeouts. That's why you don't have bunts anymore. When's the last time you saw a sacrifice bunt watching a game? I mean, the game is played so differently now, and it's played differently because of the analytics. And I think the analytics probably has done more to hurt that sport than any other sport. I think it's hurt basketball in a way, but not the way it's hurt baseball. My opinion is analytics has just absolutely killed the sport of baseball. <laughs> so so I have I have a friend that has made an argument to this and they okay. they say the way to fix the analytics is you change the scoring. <laughs> one run is not one run anymore. Somehow you have to change how certain plays or certain things are scored and that's how you can start making some changes to baseball that is 
I again, that's one of those arguments that I'm just like, oh gosh. That's never that's never going to happen. You you and I both know that's never going to happen. I know it's never, but if you want to start, it, what other way is going to get analytics? I mean, it's it's in football. It's in football now. We saw yes, what sir. happened to the Chargers yes. because of it. We saw what happened. Yes. No, you're right. I don't right. even want to blame Dallas's situation on it. I think Dallas has other situations. But but you're you're seeing analytics creeping its way into football and causing yes very similar things happening. Yeah, fourth down. So I mean, coaches are going for it more on fourth down than ever before because of the analytics. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah, and so you're. I feel like the, that's never going to go away. You have to find a different solution if you want to change how change the game in that way you have the, the only solution in my mind is changing the scoring hopefully somebody else has an opinion that's different than that but yep. I, I don't know any other way to pull the, the analytics out of the game it's impossible uh, i don't disagree with you i do think it's impossible i i really do i think that it is impossible and i think it's just been it's a real black eye for baseball and now you know, already having opening day in the first two series canceled. And there's going to be more to come because I don't see baseball being able to reach an agreement anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately, I like a little chaos when it comes to the, these types of things because I I think the players going, no, I'm worth this much money. And the owner's going, hey, we don't have that much cash because we spent it all on all these other things that we don't need or, or whatever the, 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 their problems are. I saw, I saw somebody responding to Jeff Passan on Twitter basically telling him, Hey, you're some former CFO of one of the companies or something, one of the the organizations, basically saying, "Hey, yeah, it looks like the Braves are making a bunch of money, but hey, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, um, organizations are running cash poor. You know, they're losing cash year over year, and, and to me, that just means, well, then you poorly plan for." You, well, you poorly planned. That's an organization issue. That's not a player issue. I saw Jeff so, Passan. He yeah. said something today that was very interesting, that during the pandemic, a lot of these owners were losing a lot of money, and their franchises have gone up so much in value that they were borrowing money. Uh, they were leveraging their franchise, and so that they were taking money out for other businesses or what have you. And a lot, he said a lot of owners in Major League Baseball now are leveraged. And he thought that this lockout, whereas you always you always hear, Jeff, well, gee, the owners can afford it. They're billionaires. They're going to be fine. It's the players, blah, blah, blah. He was saying that there's actually, uh, you know, several owners now in baseball that this is going to really hurt big time financially. I, I don't know how true that is, but that's what he said. Well, okay. Th- I have a big issue with uh, the everybody saying, hey, but he's a billionaire. You know, I, I okay, that also doesn't mean that he has a billion dollars of cash sitting in a bank account. Correct. Somewhere. Very true. That means he has assets that mean he's a billionaire. Correct. You can be a billionaire and literally be broke. You can't. A hundred percent. You know Well, I, I'll I tell you, I would love that to happen to me someday. I, 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 no I, I would love to have that happen to me. I'd love to be a billionaire and be broke. That would be a great feeling for me. I would. Can I, can I experience that one day? Could you, Mr. Accountant, can you work that out for me? You have to sell your asset if you want to right now. So tell the guys to sell their stupid assets. I'm I'm for that. Yeah. If they don't want to be cash broke, sell the asset. That's what you're supposed to do when you have no money. In fact, I think we've seen that in the last 16 years with certain other billionaires that lost a bunch of money and sold the team to an idiot. But that, that's my point. You you you're gonna have to sell that asset. Then you have all, all your billions and you go spend it el- elsewhere. But you can have you can be a billionaire and have no cash. Jeff, always good hearing from you, man. Really good conversation. I do appreciate it. Have a good one, Grant. Thanks. All right, you too. So- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Interesting comments there. I, To me, baseball is a sport that needs to be fixed. You can't just say, gee, the, way, the game's fine the way it's played now. No, it's not. And I think the vast majority of people would agree with that. It's not. And I, you know, as far as shortening the season, as he said, he would cut it in half. I personally, I don't think that would necessarily make the sport better because the game would still be played the same way. It might be easier to follow the game. In other words, keep track with everything that I do agree with, but it would not change how the game is played. The game is played the way it is now because of analytics. And the game is now a specialty game. You have your starting pitcher goes six. You have your seventh inning pitcher, your eighth inning pitcher, your your closer, right? That's the formula now. How often do you see a starting pitcher go the distance? Even if they're throwing great, they come out of the game in the sixth. No runs. Nope. He's at 100 pitches. He's coming out, and we're going to our setup, guys. And that's the problem with baseball to me. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You know, we saw it in the World Series two years ago with Blake Snell. You know, guy's pitching great. He gives up a hit. He comes out. Why? Makes no sense. It just, you know, makes no sense. Managers manage now almost entirely by the book. The book says, take the pitcher out, I take him out. There's no feel anymore. There's no gut anymore if you're managing. It just seems like you're doing every move by the book. Every single move. It's crazy. It really is. I think it's really hurt the game. I think it's really, really hurt the game. All right, let's get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Can you hey, hear Jeff. me? Can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Okay. Yes, sir. So I didn't know if you talked about this already. I had to go take care of some of the dogs. But, what? I mean, you're, you've been around baseball forever, I guess, and you're a Yankee fan, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. So did Reggie Jackson or Rod Carew or even Ted Williams, I, I, I that's probably before your time, did, did they face the shifts, like what goes on no. today with the analytics? No. I, do you, what's your opinion about that being taken? I mean, could they realistically come on, take that out of the game and improve that? I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I feel sorry for these left-handed hitters. I mean, I, you know, I follow the Giants. Brandon Bell cannot get a hit because, I mean, well, you know, he's a pool How about learning how to bunt the ball down the third baseline? How hard would that be? Yeah, he, he, he does that occasionally, but I, I'm just saying, it just takes it just takes action out of the game. Yes, it does. But if every time Brandon Bell came up with the shift and every single time he tried to bunt the ball to third, do you think eventually they would stop playing the shift on him? Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. But, uh, what you know, but other players, for example, I mean, other than Brandon Bell, I'm just saying it's overused, and I mean, it just yep. takes. Um, you know, it just it takes. I mean, who gets? I mean, think about it. Did you, I mean, did you play Little League Baseball? Yes. So did I. And we were taught, hit it right back up the middle. Do you ever yes. see a hit up the middle? Hit, do you hear, ever see a hit up the middle anymore? I don't. I, I understand your point. And by the way, for the people that are baseball experts that really know baseball, I'm not saying that it's automatically, you know, that easy to bunt the ball where you want to. I mean, the pitcher, you know, if the pitcher's throwing you, you know, breaking balls inside, you know, maybe bunting the ball to third base is not the easiest thing in the world. I get that, but I'm just trying to make the premise here that, you know, maybe players need to be more adept at hitting the ball to all fields. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, going the other way. And I mean, instead of trying to hit a home run all the time, but you know, let's, 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 I mean, Rod Carew made a living out of, he was left-handed and he hit the left, he hit it to into the the five hole between shortstop and third base. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Bye bye. I just 
I don't know what the solution is. I, I really don't. I just know that baseball, you know, besides the fact that they're not even playing and they're not going to be playing for a while, their their games and they got a lot of issues. They really do. They have a lot of issues. All right. Hey, tomorrow I'm back with you at three o'clock. Really appreciate everybody listening here on Listen App. And then uh, do it again on Thursday. Friday, no show this week. So we've got a show tomorrow uh, and a show again on Thursday. Uh, we'll see what happens with baseball, but I don't think you're going to be seeing games for quite a while. That's my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much. Grant Napier saying so long. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.